Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Nick Edland. Nick writes for us here at The Viking Age, and he's been on, on the podcast multiple times in the past. So welcome back to the show, Nick. Thanks for having me. So glad to be here today. All right. Um, okay, so two big Vikings news stories dropped today, which is uh, which is Sunday. First, we'll get into the one that will probably have the biggest impact on the team this season, and that's the news that according to NFL Media's Tom Pelissero, Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. is reportedly going to undergo meniscus surgery that will keep him out of action for at least the early part of the regular season. Um, so it doesn't seem like Smith will be available for week one against the Bengals, and it's unknown how much longer he might remain out after that. Um, Nick, what was what was just your reaction when you found out about the news about Smith? Yeah, I was actually mowing the lawn when I when I checked Twitter and I saw it, and I'm, I'm shocked. I don't. It's just coming out of nowhere. You see him in the game looking great on Friday. You know they're using him the way we expect to see him this season, and then he gets interviewed after. He's in a good mood, talking about his whatever favorite junk food, whatever they were doing, <laughs> and no sign of this. And all of a sudden, this comes out of nowhere. And I pray to God it's the lesser of the two because the other option is he's out for the year. So, yeah, I did see that. There's there's two different operations or whatever that he could be undergoing ones like and if it's a meniscus repair then he's out for like six to eight months possibly and yeah that would be the worst case scenario but well it's just it's so frustrating because we've been waiting for him to break out for two years now and everything we've seen and heard his body's in the best shape he looks great he's having a great camp and now this setback i mean this would just be heartbreaking yes hopefully hopefully it's not too terrible it's just minor and he's able to get back on the field you know by week Hopefully, maybe by the the home opener against the the Seahawks, that would probably be sure ideal. Um, in his absence, though, should the Vikings try and maybe make a trade or add another tight end from free agency or the waiver wire to maybe make up for his possible absence? I'm gonna wait and see what what it is. Uh, if it's just the the three week one, I don't think so. I think you go with Conklin, you go with Brandon Dillon, and maybe you run more five four wide receiver sets or something. You mix it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you want to go and bring somebody else in and. I don't know if there's a roster spot really for another person. So I think you got to, uh, you got to just hope is the lesser of the two evils and just stick with who you got for now. I mean, if he's out for the year, then obviously you got to bring in somebody. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they put him on the pup list because that'll, yep. that's an automatic six games that he's out. And that'll tell us, you know, a lot about how maybe severe the injury is. And then that will clear a roster spot so they won't have to let anyone go. Yep. Uh, so I'm curious to see if, if that happens. Um, and if it doesn't, then it's probably a good sign that he should be back sooner than later. Yeah, I think because D.D. Westbrook still, he's coming back. They got K.J. Osborne. You know, maybe Chad Beebe's probably going to make the team. Um, and you so. got Jefferson and, and Thielen. And then I've, I've been reading that 
they want Dalvin Cook to play a bigger role as a receiver out of the backfield this year. So, you know, they can probably make do without Irv Smith. Irv Smith probably, he's not the number one option in the offense anyways. Maybe he's three or four. And I think uh, the worry is that if he is out, then you have no real solid number three, though. I mean, if they're going to double Thielen or, or Jefferson, right. and you know, Smith was kind of your other option in the past game. Now he's out of there. So, you know, it, it might be a little tougher sledding for Thielen and Jefferson with Oder Smith out there. Yeah. Conklin's good, though. I, I liked how oh, I, I like him too. How he looked at the end of uh, the end of last season. And I'm, I'm curious to see how what he does with this opportunity. If he's because he's dealing with, I guess, like a mild hamstring injury, but it's supposedly not too serious. So, he should probably be ready for week one, and you know, it's curious. I'm curious to see what he does with this opportunity. Um, how big of an impact, though, do you think it'll have not having Smith on the field? Oh, I think it will be a big one because you got to change what they were planning on doing. I mean, I think he was going to have a big part in this offense this year in, in Clint Kubiak's system, and now with him out there, you got to switch it up. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to definitely make a change for how they call plays and what they're going to call, and you know, in certain packages, you know, especially the red zone area too. That's where I really get concerned uh, about mm-hmm. losing Irv Smith Jr. So. You said Conklin can step up, but you know it's not the same type of talent. But yeah, uh, for sure, I, I think you got it. Yeah, it's going to definitely have an impact. Yeah, they like to run a lot of two tight end sets in the offense that they run. So obviously, they might not be able to do that as much. Um, like you said, they might run more three or four receiver uh, sets. And Mike Zimmer, you know, apparently he wants them to chuck the ball downfield more. So maybe they actually will spread it out more. But you know, we'll see. They're probably just going to hand the ball off to Delvin Cook probably like five more times. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it usually works. Oh, yeah. It's not a bad thing. No. All right. So the second big piece of Vikings news to happen today had to do with another Smith, and that would be Harrison Smith. So Harrison Smith and the Vikings reportedly agreed to a four-year, $64 million extension that will keep him under contract with the Vikings until 2026. Yeah. Um. Nick, was there ever a doubt in your mind that Smith wasn't going to get an extension from the Vikings before his contract ran out at the end of the year? There was there was a couple of doubts. Well, I mean, around the draft, there was talk maybe he can get moved, which would have been horrifying. Um, but no, I always thought he'd be back. And actually, to be honest, I completely forgot it was even an issue, his contract, until <laughs> I saw this signing to him. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. They were going to negotiate something with him. I was surprised on the length of it. Four years, yeah. $64 million. It reminded me of the Rudolph deal where we slapped him. We gave him like a four-year extension as well. These guys are nearing the end of their career four years. I don't think Harrison Smith will be here for four more years, but I'm glad he's going to finish his career in Minnesota for sure. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, um, you know, he's he has been involved in some trade rumors in the recent past. Um, so do you think the Vikings will be the one and only team that, that Smith plays for now in his career with this extension? I do. I do. I think he's going to Live and die with the Minnesota Vikings. Always wear that purple. Never can worry about seeing him in another uniform, which again would be disgusting. I mean, just look at Everson Griffin when he was with yeah. Detroit and Cowboys. I mean, that just didn't seem right. Seemed gross. And now Kyle Rudolph right now with the Giants. Kyle Rudolph with the Giants, another one. You hate seeing these longtime Vikings go to a different team. Um, so yeah, Harrison Smith. I'm really one of the greats the Vikings have had. I mean, he's been here what since 2012. Yep. So um, to finish his career, maybe that's going to be almost a 15-year career in Minnesota. That's awesome. That's huge. And uh, he's simply one of the best safeties in the NFL. Now he's getting paid like it. So uh, well done, Harrison Smith. Well done, Vikings. Um, do you think he gets in the Hall of Fame? You know, he should. I, you know, I, I mean, I have two to say right now, but I, he should. I think he definitely 
definitely has a strong case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think he's only made one first team all pro team. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's fine because there's plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame that have only made one or two or whatever. But he, I feel like he's constantly underrated. And then, and people are like, whoa, he's like, he's still one. And then he gets this contract. He's the second highest paid safety in the league. And people are like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, so I think he will get in. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, maybe he is, depending on who, who comes out, um, of the class when he's in there. But, all the Vikings get a Super Bowl, that won't hurt his chances either. So Correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, I guess it'll just maybe it'll depend on these next four years. Yeah, see, see how they go. But I think he's he's I think he's already had a career worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Would, yeah. would you agree? Yeah, I, I I agree for sure. I mean, ring honor, no doubt, in a Hall of Fame oh, yeah. caliber player. Yep. Um, so presumably most believe right tackle Brian O'Neill will be the next player to get an extension from the Vikings. But after O'Neal, who do you think will be the next Vikings player to get an extension? Oh, man. Um, I don't, you know, the Vikings kind of have a history of, of getting these guys when they're young. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Daniel Hunter. They gave him the big deal a couple years after he broke out. Or maybe it was during his breakout. So maybe Justin Jefferson, you, you get him early. Early? Um, wow, it was really early. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, maybe next year, two years, you, you just yeah, get yeah. him locked in before it gets mm-hmm. to be way too expensive. Um, so... He's someone I'm, I would look at right now. Um, oh, the back end, I mean, no, nah, I think Cousins, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, is going to come to an end here coming mm, in the next yeah. year. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it'll be Cousins, but <laughs> Jefferson comes to mind just top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, um, thinking maybe Daniil Hunter. Uh, I know his contract is supposedly it comes to an end or, or they have an option to pick well, up. He, and- he, yeah, he came to mind, but I, I know the recent restructure, I couldn't remember exactly how that thing was worked. I know it's kind of goofy with the. Uh, does yeah, he I think, have a way out? I think they have an option. They can either pick up the option or he becomes a free agent. Um, so I think they'll probably want to maybe give him an extension before they have to get to that point. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe they rework Eric Kendrick's contract, yeah. depending on how he plays this year. Uh, Thielen? Uh, I don't know. There, there aren't a lot because they, they've been giving – they're young yeah. players' extensions like Dalvin Cook and, and some other guys. But you're 100% uh, right. Brian O'Neill's got to get done soon. Yeah. He's, I mean, Vikings have consistently had a terrible offensive line. He's the one bright spot. So you got to make sure you mm-hmm. have at least one person to, to do that to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know who the next extension would be. I feel like since some guys might be free agents next year, it's got to be Kendricks because he would still be under contract. Well, the other thing you got to think too, and you got to factor in here, is if, um, if the Vikings tank this year and things go yeah. the wrong way, it could be a whole new front yeah. office, whole yep. new coaching staff, yep. and then they may just blow this whole thing up. So that's the other thing to think about. But I don't expect that to happen. But yeah. if it did. It's possible. You never know. Yep. You never know. No one expected. I don't think anyone expected in what two thousand one for the Vikings to go well, like five and eleven. Denny Green to get fired. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, in football. All right. So the preseason for the Vikings ended on Friday, a three point loss to the Chiefs. Some starters played, like Kirk Cousins, Xavier Woods, and, and Bashad Breland. Uh, but the majority of the Vikings' top players did not play against the Chiefs, and most of them didn't play much of the preseason. Uh, so, Nick, what, what can we just take away from the Vikings' performance this preseason when most of their top guys, like D- Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Daniel Hunter, like they didn't even play? 
yeah, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to really take too much out of it. It's frustrating just seeing them. You know, you see these undrafted quarterbacks moving down the field on our defense. I know it's our second, third stringers, but it's a Mike Zimmer defense. You don't want to see that. Um, I feel like the Vikings were holding back. Uh, obviously, the playbook was very vanilla. Um, defensively, same kind of thing. You got these young guys, Cam Bynum out there, clearly not knowing what he's supposed to be doing. And oh, I think yeah. it had a trickle, trickle-down effect on the whole secondary. Um, so, yes, as frustrating as it was to watch as a fan, you can't get too too into it because really the Vikings, I feel like they just weren't really trying. Like They're completely fine going 0-3 in the preseason. Even though Mike Zimmer is usually pretty damn good in the preseason, mm-hmm. um, I just felt like they kind of just they want to get older, but no injuries. And unfortunately, it looks like that didn't happen. But um, one thing about the game on Friday, I, I was a little discouraged when you had your you got, you had Michael Pierce out there, Thomas out there for that first series and the first mm-hmm. round, Jerick McKinnon goes for four yards. <laughs> that was a little discouraging. I expected that to be a much, uh, much tougher road for McKinnon there. Yeah. And um, the Chiefs, they, they spent a lot of money or whatever on their offensive line. So, you know, that's, that's got to be part of it too to factor in. And then, you know, you don't have maybe if Daniil Hunter's out there. He uh, makes that a little harder. We've got Anthony Barr. That makes it, it harder. And Kendricks wasn't out Kendricks, there either. Kendricks wasn't out there, yeah. So there's a lot of factors. But I, I liked. I think I liked what I saw from Delvin Tomlinson and, and Michael Pierce, mostly from the preseason because they played in, what, the Colts game as yeah. well. Series together each, I think is what it was, in each of those yeah. games. I, I, liked, I liked what I saw from them, and I, th- I think the Vikings' run defense is going to be a lot better um, this year. It's, I think the defensive line is going to be back to it's, being one of their strengths. It's going to be sick. Yeah, absolutely sick because they got Sheldon Richardson and Everson Griffin who aren't even going to be starters. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're just going to use them in in third down situations. Griffin had like what four snaps the other night. He had a sack and <laughs> tackle for a yeah. loss. So yep. I, I think he's he's ready to play and he's they got him for what the veterans minimum. Um, yeah. but yeah, looking at the preseason, I just don't know. I think I think it was curious that they moved Clint Kubiak up into the booth. Um, it seemed to work on Friday because the Vikings offense, at least in the second half, did a lot better than they have the entire preseason. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that had something to do with it or just the the other players that they were playing with or maybe it's Kellen Mond progressing and stuff. Um, but looking back, so Irv Smith Jr. was one of the guys who played against the Chiefs and now he's going to miss time due to surgery. Was there any reason for him to be on the field against the Chiefs? Well, I, I mean, Jefferson and Thielen were both out, right? So you need right. someone to, for Kirk Cousins to throw the ball to. So, yeah, there was a reason for him to be out there. And you know what? It's it's the roll of the dice. They weren't going to play much. Um, you, you can't go back and look at it and say we shouldn't have yeah. played them. But it's your tight end. It's not like – it's Irv Smith, a guy who still has to prove himself. He's not, not Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey out there. Yeah. yeah. And Kelsey was out there on the other side. So yep. these things happen, unfortunately. And, yeah, he should have been out there. I have no problem with him playing the moment he did. So um, – yeah. It sucks if that's what happened. He got hurt. And we just didn't know it. But no, he should have been out there, and he was out there, and he did damn well. He did. He did really well. I I go back and forth with the playing the starters in the preseason. I know at least with quarterbacks, it's probably best for at least to get a couple drives, especially for maybe some of the younger players. Like not that KJ Osborne is a starter, but like you know when the when they played the Broncos and Jerry Judy was out in the field, like I feel like that was important for for him to get out there, especially when they have a quarterback battle. But mm-hmm. I look at I look at the Vikings keeping Dalvin Cook out and Justin Jefferson and and Daniel Hunter and I'm like yeah that that should happen yep. all the time every time you should not play those guys because if I because look at what the Ravens um, 
Who's the guy that just got Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, he just got hurt. He he was their number one, right? He's their number one running back. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yep. and he's gone for the year. Um, so I bet the Ravens regret playing him. But you know, like you said, it's football. You can't go back. It's part of the game. Andy Reid love loves to play his starters in the preseason. I, I talked to someone who follows the Chiefs last week, and they're like, if it was up to Andy Reid, they'd play like the whole game. But you know. Mm-hmm. He's smart enough to be like, okay, all right, let's keep Patrick Mahomes out since he's like the best player yeah. in the NFL. Um, yeah, so were there, was there anything else that you maybe were able to take away from the preseason? Because, you know, a lot of people didn't play, but we saw some of the rookies. We saw Kellen Mond. We saw some of the, you know, the backups. You know, was there anything else that maybe stood out to you? Maybe well, the, I think the, the, the kicking game or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think we learned a few things. We, we learned that we don't have a competent safety behind Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods. Oh, no. That's definitely a huge issue. Um, another one, too, just Jake Browning is not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Get him off the field. So, Kelamon is going to be your backup, whether he's ready or not. Um, you think he I, should? I, Do you think the Vikings should try and get someone, someone else? <sighs> It depends. If, if Cousins is hurt early in the season, then yeah, maybe you should. If you still think you can salvage it, it's at the point where it's whatever. Um, eight games in, maybe maybe you just go Kelmond and hey, and this year he doesn't even have to get hurt. He could, I know, know, be close to someone who coughs on him, and and that was maybe the case for keeping Browning. But after watching him play <laughs> on Friday, no, I mean he was just slinging that thing over. Uh, I do feel like we learned that Smith Marset can be the returner. I, yeah, I thought he's yeah. kind of progressed well in that role. Uh, so that's definitely something the Vikings can take away there. Um, yeah, so I, I think they've learned some things about this team. Maybe they're not as deep as they initially thought at some certain yeah. spots. Yeah. Uh, tight end three, another one I thought was going to be a really great battle in camp. The early buzz on Zach Davidson was great. And then you see him just with the penalties and the inconsistent hands. And, you know, that pass from Mon wasn't great, but I felt like he right. didn't even really go up for it uh, yeah. on Friday night. So some effort issues there. So and Spielman like criticize him over the air a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the pass wasn't great, but I mean, come on, jump. Yeah. He's like six eight. Jump tip, up and put tip your hand or something. Yeah, do something. Uh, I think we got questions about our kicker too. Uh, uh, just kind of shaky. You got some guys out there who maybe would uh, might be some better options. And the Vikings have done that in the past. They've done the late switcheroo on the punters. So maybe oh, yeah. they have with the kicker. That's how they that's how they got Colquitt. I think he they picked him yep. up like the week before uh the regular season. They did that with I think the year before with Matt Weil or whatever when they yep. got rid of Jeff Locke. Um I think they will probably I feel like they will probably pick up a kicker and maybe try and stash him on the practice squad cuz you can activate people or whatever off the practice squad again this year. Yep. Um so I think they might do that. Um you mentioned Smith Marset as a returner so if he's the return guy, then what are the Vikings going to do with D.D. Westbrook? Like, what? How, how does that? What What happens with that? Well, you let him go. You cut him. I think that's definitely yeah. a possibility. Uh, who's the guy that had a couple years ago? Kendall Wright was in here. He didn't make yep. the team. Yep. Just because he's a veteran receiver doesn't mean he's going to make this team. And the Vikings, they got to cut from somewhere to load up on these spots. Whether that's going to be the D-line or the O-line, they got to take from somewhere else. So I think keeping five wide receivers is a real possibility. And with Smith Marset showing he can be a returner, maybe you don't need D.D. Westbrook anymore. And it, who knows when he's going to be ready to go even. It could be weeks. All right. To get you out of here, just give me one Vikings player from offense and one from defense that you could that you believe could be a surprise cut this year. Well, offense, I guess. Um, 
D.D. Westbrook. I just kind of gave that one away. I think some yeah. people would be very surprised to see him let go. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, definitely something that could happen. And on defense, I'm going to go with the fourth-round rookie safety Cam Bynum because oh. I don't know. He just seems so far behind and so out of it that – He is I switching go- positions, though. He was a I know he one. is. I know he is. I he, does, he, he does seem very out of sorts, though. I don't know if he, he does. So I know he's a fourth-round pick, and they don't get cut very often. But in his case, I think the best thing for him would be to get cut and get on the practice squad and learn, and we bring in a veteran who can actually come in and do something. You know, Will Parks is out there. Vikings have shown interest in him. I think, you know, where the Vikings are now making a serious push, having that veteran uh, third option at safety is a lot better than a, than a rookie who doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I think um, I think that's probably going to happen. They're gonna probably going to cut. Find him, and then he's going to end up on the practice squad because he just, yeah, he just doesn't look anywhere close to being ready. I know he was going, what, his first game was against, you know, he had to to try and stop KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. Like, that that was literally his first NFL game, like yeah. the first couple snaps on the field. Um, then he had to go against, you know, the Chiefs offense in his, his third game. So it's not like he was, he had easy, uh, <laughs> some easy tasks uh, no. for, but still, you gotta you gotta be at least in position. Like it didn't even look like he was in no. position. And even coming up making tackles, he's taking bad angles and mm-hmm. just. And then you got Miles Dorn not doing any better next to him. So right. and Metellus is dinged up. So that is that, um, uh, is Dakota Dozier on this team week one? I go back and forth with this. This one I really struggle with because the Vikings obviously love this guy for whatever reason. I don't know. And I do feel like since the first game, he's gotten a little bit better, but. He does provide depth at guard, and he could play tackle in a pinch. So I go back and forth. I think we finally did one final roster projection. We actually had him on here. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> okay, I can go either way. I'm really torn. I don't want him on the team. I'd rather go a different route, but I don't know. He might make it. I mean, if you're if you're playing him or anyone else who's like a backup guard, you're probably screwed anyways. Yeah. So you might as well have someone out there who maybe at least kind of knows where he's supposed to be now that he's going to do it well. Kind of like Rashad Hill. Like we, we know mm-hmm. he knows what he needs to do out there, but it doesn't mean he's going to do, do it. Yeah. So, yeah, and we still got, what, Dersaw. He's going to be coming back Hopefully. sometime, I guess. Wyatt Davis seems like he's improving. So yep. each week, you know, and then the surprise is probably, what, Al- Aliudo? Like I don't think anyone – saw that coming before camp started that he was going to be the right guard. Yeah. Um, yeah but mean, that, and he's been a pleasant surprise. For sure. And then Cleveland's played well. So you, you've got three competent guards already. If you keep Dozier as a fourth, maybe a swing tackle. And if things really go bad, yeah. I, I'm okay with him being that far down the depth chart. Yeah. But yeah, if he's forced into action, we are all in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, that's, uh, that's all I got for you today. Where can people follow you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at, at Lepagus and uh, on YouTube on the Wimbar and Lepagus Show. Yes. Is that do you guys have that um in podcast form anymore or no just strictly YouTube? just YouTube, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so go subscribe to that. That's the one bar and Lepagus show on YouTube. They cover the Vikings. Go check that out. Subscribe, like their videos, you know, do everything. Yeah. You can do that. Um subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we talk to you later.